It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelton. I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 241. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, the recommencement of Automatic Demolition. Letter from the Producer Live Part 69 is set for March 4th. And Walker Final Fantasy XIV original soundtrack is out now. Uh, watch the latest episode of Duty Commence, and the big news is Final Fantasy XIV Live Letter 68 Summary. But first, what has been going on this week? First of all, Kariri couldn't be with us today. She'll be back next time, I'm sure. Real life occasionally rears its ugly head. So I'm going to go to Ruby. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Yelta? I am fine. I am great. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I know Carrie's doing well. We've checked in with her. She's great. So um, (laughs) hopefully back with us next week. Uh, yeah, things are good. I'm not going to eat up a lot of time on the Let's Shoot the Shit because we have so much to talk about for, um, the live letter 68 stuff. That was a really good live letter. I was very yeah. supply- surprised, pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised. um, yeah. at the, the quality of the Q&A that blew my mind and the, um, and really what was shared with us, roadmaps. Uh, if you were a longtime listener... We have talked about roadmaps for a long time. We are very happy to see roadmaps. So I'm I'm really don't have much to say in game. I don't even remember what I've done because two <laughs> things happened. Uh, one, I played a lot of Vampire Survivors because they they keep constantly updating, and I finally got Red Death, a no mod method. I felt pretty happy with that. Although you still kind of have to get cheaty and sit in a corner for thirty minutes to make it work. And uh, I got uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And I've been playing a lot of that, and it's really good. Um, if you know me, you know I'm a really big fan of Horizon Zero Dawn. The story in that was incredibly impactful for me. Um, uh, it's just a great story. It really is. And so uh, Forbidden West was a big deal for me, and I really wanted to get a hold of that. So I did. I got the PS4 version. I have not had any issues with that. I don't have a PS5 currently. Um but I, you get a free upgrade, I believe, with it. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with that. When I get a PS5, I'll play it again. So uh, that's been eating up a lot of my time. I know I've got. Uh, I think I did some Astrologian stuff. Um, I, th- I think I went back into Bosja, but it's all such a blur. And especially with all the news that's coming up, um, I want to talk about that kind of stuff. So with that, I'm gonna kick it over to Yelta. What have you been up to? Um, I think I played a little bit on an alt. Uh, on a different server, I ran dailies a couple times with Carrie. Uh, we we did to go into the Palace of the Dead. She's trying to figure out how to level some of her, you know, sub sixty classes. You know, she she didn't have all fifties. Yeah. Well, she might have all fifties. I can't remember. But she's got a lot of classes to level up, and she of course wants to do like the role quests and stuff. So we popped into Palace of the Dead actually last night. And uh, she had gone in there once and just done the first 10 levels or whatever. But uh, we got to – we want to get through 50 so that – what is what is the plan after that? You do the 50 to 60 over again or some, over and over again or – I can't yeah, remember. That's like a like good that, way to get yeah. to – you know, and then at 60 or 61 or something, I think you can go into the uh, heaven on high. Mm-hmm. I think that's – and then I think you can also do – can you is that was that still that was Eureka too? You could also do Eureka. So when she's sixty, I think it, it branches out more where she can level. You can XP in Eureka, right? I'm not really sure remember. about Eureka. I I, yeah. I feel like Eureka we complained about that there wasn't a good reason to go Real back XP. to it. 
yeah. unless uh, unless you were trying to get that relic. I, that's what's so beautiful about Bosja, and I and I really mm-hmm. hope that this is what they continue to do. We've got some weird dungeon shit to talk about that I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> it's going to be. So maybe they've got some stuff in mind that we haven't thought of. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, we're looking for you know how how to get stuff from 50 to 60, 60 to 70. 70 to 80 seems like the easiest bit, right? Mm. You know. Yeah, I've had I've had yeah. a good time in Bosja leveling up and it it's very fast. So, uh I also have been playing Vampire Survivors. Carrie and I were actually talking about this. We're like it's barely, I mean it's a game. But it's not like you're running and jumping and pushing a bunch of. You're basically, you know, walking in it's circles. It's a walking simulator. And we don't, we don't know why. We don't, why is it so fun? Why is it so addicting? Why is it like I'm like, oh, she was so happy the other day because she finally got her her first uh, first thirty minutes. Yeah. You know, it takes a while. She's like, I don't understand how you can get a half an hour, and I'm like, I didn't either. You have to keep buying ability. You know, buying your skills or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and eventually you're going to hit a threshold where you're going to have enough of those plus the order of, you know, unlocks in the instance itself are going to give you good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, I, I still have to buy like one more. I need a little few more coins to buy what what's left. Yeah. So, so yeah, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> it's like crap. A lot I of Dead by Daylight. I just we, see, I we play Vampire going. Survivors in between Dead by Daylight matches, Carrie and I do. Oh, nice. Because you can just pause Vampire Survivors, play your match of Dead by Daylight, and then go back out. It made me want to play Castlevania. I, I think I got to level yeah. four in Castlevania the other day just fucking around because I just wanted – I've got a I've got a modded Wii U and I was sitting on the floor with the, with the little tablet thing and I was just goofing around with NES games. I was like, I feel like some Castlevania. I wonder why. I wonder why indeed. It's a fun little game. And cheap. Everybody's like, oh, oh, it's, they're like, oh, it's $3, $3 or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah. But yeah, let us, let us not talk anymore about that because we got stuff to get through. Uh, you can shit, shoot the shit with us at the website if you'd like, www.gtffxavia.com. And the first round is news. Got a few smaller news items to go over first. The first one we thought y'all should know about the recommencement of automatic demolition. Mm. If you haven't seen or heard, um, they were, they had shut off, uh, automatic demolition just because of the congestion. But, uh, Wednesday, March 9th, they're going to resume it. So y- y'all need to go into your houses. It's yep. basically, there's a lot of words here for go into your house. And go into your and, house uh, and touch your summoning <laughs> bell. Go to go and touch a retainer bell. Do something in your house. People say this all the time, and I'm not going to say one way or the other, but they it has been claimed that if you don't do something in the house, you don't do something in the house. Sometimes it doesn't count that your timer gets reset. So you need to do something. So somebody will probably go, "Oh, you don't." Well, for most people, you don't. But there's always that one Reddit post that says. I didn't check the bell or I didn't touch anything. I just walked in and walked back out and they still demolished my house. So don't let yourself be the one. Just go ring the bell or something. Well, and you can, and you can, they've shown us here on the screen how to confirm the time until auto demolition. It's in the housing, the estate tab of, no, it's the estate tab of the timers window. Mm. So, you know, if you go in your house, now they say entering the house, but you should be able to tell them right. if your timer. Well, yeah, I guess make sure that the, the clock resets. Go, right? Yeah, go 
Go in their house. Go in your free company house. Go in your first private house. And you don't have to worry about apartments. They don't get demolished. So Yeah. This is, you know, this is... <laughs> This is the housing shit. This is what you go through when you have a house. You're basically chained to this game. And I know most people go, I can't, can't even fucking up. get a house. But you Yoshida will tell you all day long, you don't you can spend months away from our game and come back and enjoy yourself. Unless you own a home and you need to be back every forty four days or thirty what is it? For players who have not entered their states for thirty days, 40, the status comes up. And, and then I think yeah. it's forty five days for the uh for it to be gone, so yeah, you're if you were if you were a homeowner in Final Fantasy fourteen, you do you have to log breaks. in. You yeah. do. The housing has always been fucked in this game, and I don't think you or I have ever defended the house. <laughs> I mean, it no. it sucks. It sucks. It sucks for free companies. It sucks, and then and the changes they're making. Well, I think we have some stuff to talk about that soon too. But go home. All right, letter from the producer live, part 69. That's on March 4th. That's coming up quickly. This is the one that's going to be about 6.1. There are some people who seem to think this previous letter from the producer was supposed to be 6.1 content. And no, no, that's this letter. So Friday, March 4th at 3 a.m. PST. And they're going to have presentation slides with English and Japanese. But the audio is going to be Japanese only. So that sucks. Give us some translations, guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's patch 6.1 part 1, which means there's probably going to be a part 2, huh? Mm-hmm. And then miscellaneous updates. So Pretty quick on the tail of the most recent live letter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because that was the 18th. It was two weeks. And the fact that we would have a part 2, I guess that fits in with... The new patch cycle that we'll talk about in the that was revealed in the live letter, but uh, that's not a lot of time before what we I think what we expect six point one to be. So cool. This is more of a reminder, but Endwalker's Final Fantasy fourteen original soundtrack is out now. It is available, and it's got a uh, bonus item and some bonus tracks, and I uh, haven't. I don't know when they're shipping. Actually, let's see. Because I don't have mine yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when they're supposed to come. It's good music, but y'all. It is good out. Yeah. Um, I I don't think we have this in the notes. I think this might be a blog post. They gave they came out with the lyrics for the um the vampire song the the, the pandemonium <laughs> four. Yeah, the boss. And I haven't really even read through those lyrics, but I saw a tweet today, and somebody was like something about the vampire. Banging La Habrea, and I'm like, <laughs> is that in the lyrics? Um, I don't um, know. I don't know. I have to go back and look. I don't I understand. I don't get it. I, there's there's just a lot of people that want to bang Final Fantasy 14 characters, and it spills over. Oh, I think. Oh, oh, I see. But it's but, just they're all thirsty. I, well, yeah. That. I, I think there's a not. lot of there's a lot of thirst, but um, I don't know. Maybe it can be inferred. Who knows? It may, be, it may be the lore we've all been looking for. Uh, oh, banging vampires. Banging Yeah, why not? All right, and then uh, there was an episode of Duty Commenced. It is now available to be watched. And I don't know anything about it. I didn't. I'm it sure just it dropped today, so I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> they probably had a good time. 
There's Aya. There's okay. some they artwork. Did, looks like they did pandemonium. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they did community commendations. So uh, my Cinna has the cookbook, uh, and we we cook from it on occasion. I, I I'm not sure if tonight's dish was actually out of the uh, Aorzine cookbook, but um, she was commenting to me she loves the cookbook, but has one uh, criticism. And that there's no index. I think she went to it tonight ah. looking for something to make with um, uh, with ground beef. And there's not like a spot. You can't look up ground beef and what recipes it's in. There's a table oh. of contents but not a not an index. So it made me think of that. that. I'm looking at the community accommodations. There's some, there's some cooked items <laughs> from there in, okay. in the community accommodations. And we do love the cookbook. Um, we plan on cooking My- a lot more from it in fact. My Ulf ordered that like before I even heard about it, like that day before I even woke up. But I don't think it ever arrived. Interesting. Maybe it's maybe it's at my. We moved. Maybe maybe it's at the other place. Interesting. There's some good. There's some good stuff in it. Or I could just steal Carrie's copy that I bought her for Christmas. <laughs> her husband had already bought it for her. All right. Then we, of course, have the big news, the reason we we really wanted to be here tonight. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Live Letter 68 Summary. And we've got, oh, they surprised me. They actually kind of surprised me. I, I, I was, uh, some of us were guessing what we were going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and some of us did guess, some of us did not. Uh, they did summarize kind of where we've been, right? They, First of all, I have to appreciate they didn't spend a half an hour apologizing about anything nah. at the beginning. <laughs> they didn't spend two, they didn't spend an hour with Home Shopping Network at the end. Oh, no. craziness. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they kind of really just got to it. Yeah. Um, and what they got to, they started with way back in 2010. Here's what it was. And, you know, this is 11 years now. There's some fun slides about where we've been. And some, some of us recognize some of these screenshots because we were there. Oh, yeah. They talk about, you know, a realm reborn and Heavensward and Stormblood and all the way through. Yeah, it was like um, they took us down memory lane is really kind of was the intro of uh, of the live letter, the the decade of 14 and and how everything, everything got started. Um, I just want to say before we get really deep into it, a big thank you to Nova Crystallis. We're going to be borrowing some stuff or reading through uh, the... uh, the live letter summary here. Uh, so thank you, Nova Crystallis. We'll be using uh, some of the pictures and stuff here to to bounce off of. I watched the whole thing, or as much as I could okay. could stand. I guess there was a point where I think it was it was deep off in the Q and A when it was like getting close to two o'clock my time or something that um, I was like, ooh. So I came to the, I came to my office. It was going to shut some stuff down, and I think. <laughs> It might have been Vampire Survivors that was like, oh, I might give it one more game. <laughs> and so I put it up on the second screen and I finished up uh, that way. So I I did end up watching the entire thing. It was long though, y'all. This was a uh, Yeah, this was yeah. Long. Well, I, I was in voice chat with some of the free company and we were kind of excitedly watching the first half. And then I think we all kind of, kind of, uh, I, I like, I'm like, I'm going to get out of Discord. And like I was probably playing Minecraft or Vampire Survivors, and and I did the same as you had the uh, letter up on the other screen. But you know, I, I just remembered this because it's been a couple of weeks now. So 
Forgive us, listeners. We may have like random like <laughs> epiphanies about what we what we had watched. So I tuned in early, and typically they do a sound yes. check. Okay, and this time they didn't just do the small sound check. Um, Foxclawn and Imi were there. Uh, they did the translation. Uh, they subbed out translator later for Kate, which they, she's fantastic as well. Uh, but Yoshida was on as part of the sound, and typically he's not. And he said he had a story to tell, and the story was kind of kind of weird. He was saying that he was out front, and I'm assuming he went to go smoke a cigarette, but I don't think he explicitly said that. But uh, he's outside of the building, and he is he's dressed for just his normal, like he's working on a like an off day or something like that. And he said he was dressed in like all black, head to toe, and I think he even had his sunglasses on, head to toe, all black. So I'm imagining Yoshida standing outside, head to toe, all black, smoking a cigarette in an alley, in a back alley. And he said, I got a, somebody came up to him and was yelling his name, and he thought it was a fan at first. And then when he got to talking, it was a person who was got hired recently to Square Enix, and he's like, and this is my mother, and he was assuming Yoshida's assuming the mother helped him get moved into Tokyo and was kind of getting him acclimated and stuff. And they were walking the city to figure out where the building or the guy was showing off where his mom was. He was going to work. They happened to be in the area where Yoshida's outside smoking a cigarette. I'm assuming wearing all black, looking like Yakuza. And Yoshida doesn't <laughs> doesn't say this either. But he's just like, yeah, I scared the mom. You could tell that she was pretty freaked out, like like seeing me. And this guy's all excited about coming to work. And this is one of the big bosses up there, whatever. And in my mind's eye, I got Yoshida, you know, flicking a butt of a cigarette, <laughs> all head to toe in black with the sunglasses, like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god, my son went to go work for the mob. <laughs> I had tuned in and they were, they were in the middle of that story, I think. And the chat, which I usually don't, I usually close the chat immediately. The chat's like, why did this already start? It wasn't supposed to start already. That, between that and Yoshi P mentioned NFTs, oh. this chat was just like, shut the fuck up, people. Yeah. And then he went from that to the NFT business. Yeah. I, that was blowing my mind too. I did not expect this man to address president of Square Enix's tweet about NFTs, but he did. And Yoshida said that NFTs will never be in Final Fantasy XIV. There will be no NFTs in this game. Now, he did say, and I saw the backlash immediately from from people in the community, and no offense if you have a backlash to it as well, but there was an immediate backlash to Yoshida's comment next, which was, but... You know, we'll fully explore Square Enix. We'll we'll explore these things, and I have faith that there'll be some sort of, you know, uh, some way to make this uh, where it's not, you know, a uh, uh, not environmentally friendly or something. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was very yeah. he was optimistic about if they were, if they were gonna write a game what NFTs could do. that had yeah if they were gonna write a game. Well, I think this is what I said weeks ago when we talked about NFTs. I fully believe they could probably come up with a game that would be fun and incorporate I mean, NFTs. And if they could do it in a way that's not, I don't like NFTs. And I'm sure I read the whole chat's, well, you just don't understand them. Sure. Uh, yeah, because I'm a little like, IQ. Yeah, there's, there's, there's two very <laughs> opposing sides to this argument. And, you know, without getting crypto bros or some Greenpeace people upset, you know, like, 
these companies are going to explore ways to try to make some sort of profit, make your voice be heard. But, you know, Yoshida was optimistic about the future of them. I don't know when that is, but it won't be in Final Fantasy fourteen. So to me, that's all I care about. Uh, yeah, that's good. It was good enough for now. You know? The chat couldn't let it go. No, for a little bit. But, you know, then we got into some real news and... People moved on and moved past. So that was just the opening, and then they kind of closed yeah. up, and they came back with the real shit, and that's where they came in with a decade of Final Fantasy fourteen, taking us right back to where we were. So yeah, we've been on this journey, um, and it was fun to see the journey again, to, to see all the mm-hmm. little nuts and bolts here, but um, here we are at Endwalker. So I'm excited about I the remember future. that screenshot. Do you remember that screenshot that's like the second one in on the first slide? Oh, babe, October I got it saved. 14th? Yeah, I Do got it saved. I have that screenshot too. I still have that screenshot. So the one somewhere. Yoshida's describing is it was it's a it's a screenshot of a, a battle what we assumed a battle would look like in 14. This was a like a pre-rendered an artist renditioning of what the battle and a lot of it was good. A lot of it was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it did not end up that way. But it had that cool sci-fi look, and I remember looking at that thing back in the day going like, this looks like Final Fantasy thirteen sci-fi HUD. Like, I kind of dig the HUD with, like, the classic Final Fantasy shit, but with this kind of cool sci-fi stuff. And they toned down some of the sci-fi look, I think, from mm-hmm. this, that, this some, some of the bright. The bright. Yeah, there was some bright greens and stuff in it, I recall. Cool shit. Yeah. Yep. But it was fun. It was fun seeing them discuss all all the ages that the game has been through and it it, it still kills me how long it's been mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk about you know when they hit their you know global registered player counts and you know that kind of thing it's it's awesome it's awesome to see how much this game there are a lot of people didn't think uh mmo could come back from the dead uh-huh and this one not only came back from the dead, but had to stop selling copies of its own game. Unbelievable. It, <laughs> Unbelievable. It, it's funny you mentioned the 10 years. I just – this was more recent news, but I read in a news article uh, it was uh, Gabe Newell, the, the you know, Valve guy, Gabe, Gaben, right? Um, and he was saying that uh, he was – I think he was dissing the metaverse, the Facebook meta, you know. He <laughs> was, he was yeah. He was shitting on it. And he was like these avatars, you know, they were acting like these avatars or something new or whatever. He was like – he was like a decade ago, you could sit in Limsa Lominsa with your glamour on. <laughs> that ain't nothing new. He said, go to Limsa Lominsa and look at all the people. They've had this shit in MMOs forever. What's a metaverse thinking with this glamour and avatars and Christ. all this stuff? But I, my first avatar was in Club Caribbean before <laughs> America Online existed. I mean, it was it was just funny to hear graphical representation of myself and a virtual Gabe in world. Reference I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen is you know some kind oh, of standard, yeah, well, didn't, right? Well, who just said that they can confirm it plays on the Steam Deck because they were playing with their son? Oh no, shit, huh? Yeah, and that, that just yeah. that just launched, right? So I think so. I didn't buy one. I didn't get one yet. I'm waiting for people to. Tell me how it I is. Hear the, I want to hear the. Well, my grandpa told my mom back when she was a kid never to buy the first iteration of like cars. I bought a Wii U when it came out. I, <laughs> I know. I do too. I I run out and buy that shit the first day. <laughs> but whenever I don't, I'm like, I'm taking my grandma's advice. <laughs> it's bullshit. I just didn't want to spend $600 today. 
What are we looking right, forward to? We, oh, so so we, they dove right in with the slides. Looking forward to 7.0. And, that, and, and it's literally labeled the next 10 years of Final Fantasy XIV in the oh. first... Cur- the first future concept is an even better RPG alone or with friends. I saw this coming. You know oh, me. I'm God. the one who, I, you know, I, that's like, oh, good. You know, all I need in my MMO is more ways not to play with other people. But that's, uh, this is one of those things. It's obviously the direction they've decided to go with this game. Babe, I, this is and, what, this is what I don't get, man. Like, we have seen this on the wall. The writing has been on, on the, the wall. wall. God yeah. himself. Yoshida wrote this with his hand on the fucking wall and said, pretend the other people are NPCs. NPCs. He said, look, we've been prognosticating for a long, long time that this game was going to turn into a single-player MMO in the sense that Mm – and I know this because I'm an 11 player. And a lot of 11 players will go, I wish I could have done that shit. You know, there was there was so much hard shit in eleven that you just could, you wanted to get the story done, but man, it was what a clusterfuck to get all that yeah. story done. You had, right? a, you had to get a bunch of trusts, and you had to, to or or tons of friends. And Yoshida, he really hammers it home about the whole Final Fantasy eleven and Final Fantasy fourteen are the bastard stepchildren of Final Fantasy, not because they're bad mm-hmm. games, but because they're MMOs. They're online. And so people will go, yeah, I've beaten all the mainline Final Fantasies. Well, not 11 and 14. Those don't count. Yeah. They do count. Yep. You're crap if you don't didn't play those games. I'm saying right now. That's just Rubicon. Yeah. Well, but, the, only, the only thing you could probably argue now, once they – okay. So what they're saying though, yeah. if you didn't watch the letter, is, is as we predicted and as I think at this point they had to, they're going back and fixing up the trust system to work with – all main scenario dungeons and um oh so trust capabilities are gonna be in all of six point one to six point five. Yeah. But the part that was like special to hear is that all the Realm Reborn content is gonna be trust compatible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just, yeah, that's just, exactly you know. the soul that Yoshida's wanting. Now yeah, that's what he's going I for. I honestly was more surprised to hear that 6.1 through 6.5 was going to have trust than I was the old stuff, and I'll tell you why. Because I really think that they want to make 1.0 through 6.0 an encapsulated story. I mean, we, we kind of know that now, right? An encapsulated mm-hmm. story that when you beat 6.0, you can have that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that I beat Final Fantasy fourteen. I have mm. I have played through and I have defeated the game, the main story – of Final Fantasy fourteen. That may mean different things for different people, what beating a game, quote unquote, is like. But I think a lot of people will get a nice warm fuzzy feeling if they were able to play through through well, really, two point oh to, to six point oh and have that sucker finished and go, Okay, cool. And that's what that's the experience Yoshida wants to give. He has said it time and time again. The trust system was coming. We see it now written on the wall where where they're going with this. I, I know the forums are on fire about a portion of this because it's that same kind of jerk reaction like this is an MMO. You, we should want mm-hmm. to play with people. And there is an element that's lost because you're not going to that dungeon and finding those people and doing what else. This is – sometimes I just – I get like this isn't that game. This is not that. No, that and that's game. why I preference my, you know, you know, that's my opinion. But I've, I've year, you know, for years now, I've, I've accepted the fact that 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 they want you to. And as we go on along here, 
they want you to basically be able to play all the way through the whole MSQ without really dealing with other people at all. And that's fine. That's their vision for the game. And that's, you just got to let it go. You know, I bring it up, but not as an argument, just as a, it's not to my taste, but. So yeah, they're, they're making all all this. Well, and you say it's over at 6.0. There's still, I think there's still, he's still telling some story. Yeah. Some story. I don't think the new stuff starts till 7.0. They're going to wrap up some stuff. I mean, our 24 man still has to do with the 12. It's original content, but it might, you know, it's not the Asians anymore, sure. you know, but the, you know, Pandemonium and stuff still deals with Asians. Right. So I think the 6.x series still is part of a Realm Reborn. Well, and Trust won't go away. You know what I mean? Even if 7.0 tr- oh, no, anyway. is the end of no. all of that and they clean everything no. up and 7.0 no. is like, okay, trust, we start on the planet anywhere. Uh Like, okay, fine. <laughs> But we'll still – they're not going to take that away unless dungeons go no. away, right? Like unless they say in 7.0, yeah, oh, we're yeah. not doing if dungeons story, anymore. If everything, became inst- if everything became solo instances, mm-hmm. which I mean at least trusts give you some practice if you do queue up. You know, I, I queue up as a tank a lot of times and go with trusts to remember my buttons, you know, but I still have a healer and two DPS to deal yeah. with. So, you know, it's, and it's, I we are gonna we are gonna read more as they talk about the roadmap here that dungeons aren't going away. They're gonna give us multiple types of dungeons. So maybe you know mm-hmm. the trust work in the storyline dungeons, of course, but then we have other kind of dungeon content. You can't bring a trust into a Bosja, right? So right, yep. Well, it's different kinds of content. Yeah. That's why I'm like. They're kind of splitting the difference. If they're making the main scenario completely soloable, and I, that, I think that's cool because the people who just want to play a Final Fantasy game can do it. The crux but, um, is going to be the fee is paying. And I know it, mm-hmm. that that's om- where people are going to be like, oh. people are going to be weird about that because, and I don't know why, because it, like even logically I can go, well, I could probably pay for three months worth of this and I may break even or a little better or a little worse than buying a $60 or $70 game. Well, um, but for some reason, thinking of a subscription doesn't feel as good as me owning a game. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't – maybe that's just my own oh. mind or perception there, but it just doesn't feel as good as paying for just a standalone game for some reason. So I don't know if that will be a hang-up for other people. I don't know if that that, that paying an expansion and saying, hey, I'm going to pay for three months. I'm going to buy a three-month package or a six-month, and I'm going to I'm gonna finish 14-story through that. Well, how much can you do purely on the beta now, or on the trial now? They gave us the trial back. Can you get all the way through Heavensward? I don't know. Well, Heavensward, I would I say, Heavensward? yeah, through sixty. But I don't know if they're when they plan yeah. on expanding that to yeah. Stormblood. So I, you know, maybe they'll maybe you'll either like it enough to actually purchase the game, and with the game you get thirty days, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe a couple of more cards, and you can get through the whole story anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Uh, uh yeah, so let's see. Patch six point one is going to make all the Realm Reborn tr- scenario duties trust compatible. They talked a little bit about who makes sense to go in the, those dungeons with you. I think they're going to be some of the other scions, but not like the main guys, right? The other yeah, or some of the dudes from the guild or think things of that nature. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to make further improvements to some of the low level main scenario dungeons and trials. Uh, they're not updating eight-man trials at this time. I think they eventually will 
Oh, or they're going to do something that I talk about in another slide here. Uh, they're going to consider updating some of those in 7.0 or later. One of the things I think going away from the dungeons is going to be the sticky shit in Totorak. Yep, yeah, they mentioned that. That just kind of slows you down, and it's and it's the not leaden. even. We won't have leaden status yeah. anymore. Let's see. So yeah, their future concept one is an even better RPG alone with three friends. So that's what we're talking about here. They talked about how, like you said, they they've talked to a lot of people through market research and stuff, and that's kind of what people want. And Final Fantasy XI has made a lot of updates to make the game more solo right. friendly. So, so. So uh, all four-man dungeons are going to be f- trustable. <laughs> and then what was the second? Okay, so they were also very, very clear that the expansion of the trust system does not mean player matchmaking will go away. Right. You can still you can still play with other people. You know what I kind of wish? And some of us talked about it that night in chat. If you could, like, just, like, me and my sister <laughs> want to go, could you just, can I could just pick two other NPCs from the trust system? Mm, yeah. That would be cool, but yeah, the, but the system is is really intended for people with a strong desire to play solo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as a lot of us did notice, the second trial in Endwalker did have an option to try the trial with seven trusts, but uh, they they said that retrofitting the other trials it was going to be a problem. I didn't like that one. It was uh, I I wiped it eight percent. Maybe it's my fault. I didn't like it. <laughs> so. Um, Let's see. Uh, they they are going to tweak some dungeons. Todorak, like you said, the goop's going away. Uh, they're going to... I don't know why they talked about this here, but they talked about lighting is going to be adjusted. They're rebuilding Cape Westwind. I was very excited to hear this. I thought they would just make it a form... And I think they're making it... They're making it an instant story battle. Yeah. But I thought they would, like, maybe just, you know, just, like... Yeah, you can't meme people anymore. Make it a cutscene or something. That's the sad part, right? The memeing's going away where it's you can't like, meme. Yeah. you know, we get ready. Cape West, this is the hardest one. You're, you're not yes, going to survive. Yes, their new players are watching the cutscene <laughs> and it's like, uh, this was hard. I, it's exciting they're going to actually take that one and rebuild it because sure. they, I can't remember the boss there. Yoshi P was talking. Yeah, he was talking about this guy's supposed to be a badass. Right. And the fight now is just like... So oh, it's broken. A cake it's 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 just it's, it's just a and even back dummy. then it wasn't that bad. And I did feel you for Riddit- fuck it up. Yeah, but- <laughs> I I fell for Riddington back in the day because it was like they really kind of stepped on this dude. Like you got a lot Olivia. I felt like obviously Nero, obviously Gaius, but I felt like mm-hmm. man, Riddington got kind of shit on a little bit. Yeah, he got shafted. It was back in the day. It was even already he had just a cool not shield much. and everything. I'm like, I just don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, even like the cutscenes around it didn't really, you know, hold up. No, speaking of cutscenes, they are, they, they specifically talked about our two favorite cutscene dungeons, the Castor Meridianum and the Praetorium. They're rebuilding those as four player instance dungeons. Mm. They're stripping Ulta Weapon out and making it itself its its own four player battle. And the final battle with La Habrea is going to be an instant story battle. Good. That's the treatment that needed. Good. That, that's the treatment that needed it. I was this very solved excited so much that shit. Yeah, I, you know, you know it, and I, I go and I do my MSQ roulette, and I don't care; it's fun or whatever. Right, but you know, but, you know, it, it, you got all kinds of bullshit that happens with that. I, 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 I know people drop those when they don't get mm-hmm. the one they want. 
tanks get salty for no good reason on that. That whole that whole waiting to get one level of experience. I can go get a level so much faster than that shit. But it's just like it, yeah. it's such a it's such a slog. What they've had to do in ballots, it's almost as bad as how they were balancing dots for summoner. It's just it's mm. like they keep putting band aids on this shit to make it work to get people to please help the noobs through this dungeon. It don't help them. They don't get to see the story. They're rushed through it. They feel like shit. Well, Every well, new even if player, they watch the cutscene. Half the time, I mean, the fights Every are over before new they. Player feels like shit when they get yeah. drugged through this thing. To rebuild it removes the salty, dumbass people who want the experience but don't want to deal with new. Can we? Can we? have no cutscenes if there's no noobs in this thing fuck you the whole point of this was so you would help people along not get your xp it's done it's over your roulette is gone thank god <laughs> well and it's kind of funny too because some I, I could see some people even being like well who cares this 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 when did a realm or when did these fights come out who cares anymore but it's like you still have so many new people playing yeah and I would like to go back and see what they do with it when when they do it. You know, I it's it doesn't match the rest of the game as part of it too. I think right. they're still trying to figure out how they were gonna pace things, and they've got very much much better about pacing cutscenes versus fights, and and when they insert the cutscenes so you don't make everybody wait for everything. All right, and the next one took me a little bit by surprise, but a happy surprise. Mm-hmm. They're doing a graphics update. Some wow. of us, some people had guessed that they would. They were wishing they would do this soon. But yeah, in 7.0, we're getting a graphics update and uh, development and preparations ongoing. They're aiming for a screen-wide aesthetic appeal suited to a multiplayer environment. They've, uh, they're they're uh, making animation and lighting system updates. Now, they were very, very clear. This is not going to be bleeding-edge graphics of... Uh, you know, standalone titles. This is an MMO and it has to run on various consoles, various PC specs. It, you know, it's not going to be, you know, it has to, it has to be widely available for lots of people to play. PS4 limitations. <laughs> that was, that did come up in free company chat that day. Uh, they are also though going to be bumping the minimum op- operating specs. So. We will probably, some of us might eventually have to upgrade here. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Let's see. The game's been in operation for 11 years. So it yeah. is going to take a long time to convert everything. Some of this stuff is going to be in batches. Right. And um, uh, I was pretty impressed. Uh, pretty much the, ne- the, the, the next bit was very, very visual. Um, that they talked about, uh, they showed some of the different races and that was, how they're going to look. This was the troll was part. Okay. They trolled us first. They showed they us a picture of a hero and they kept that picture of the hero up for a minute and they were like, here's what we're – you know, here's a picture. And they didn't even say anything and it was so grossly over the top. Like you could see zits and you could oh see Oh my crevices. god, I forgot. Yes, where you could you see could every You could see pore. shit in his face and in his teeth. It almost was oh, and yes. it's like – uh-uh. I looked much. at it. I was like, oh. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, this doesn't I actually look that great. That. They were like, ah, we ain't doing this. I'm like, wow, thanks for trolling us. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was pretty funny. All of these look really good. I like that, they, especially like around the eyes. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of it's the around Lala's the eyes. eyes. The Lala's eyes are so it. pretty. Well, they said they weren't sure what to do about the Lala's because did they want to, you know, make their 
you know, could they, they kind of have a flawless porcelain, porcelain look. Should they give them, you know, pock marks? Should they give them imperfections of the skin or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. But they just really just made the eyes deep and, and cool looking. Yeah. You know, the roll looks really good. Uh, yeah. You can see, you know, texture in his skin. Uh, the Mikate is the eyes. Her her stripes are they they pointed out that her stripes. I think the lips look better too. Yeah. Every, well, a lot of this might be sh- a lot of it looks like shadows. Sure. So it's sh- the shadows. Texture. Color in the lips look more mm-hmm. more alive. There's more shading in the eye sockets. Um, but the it, for me it's the eyes. There is a light. Mm-hmm. You can see the light in eyes. It's not just a glare that's in the corner like a cartoon character. You can actually mm-hmm. see the iris. And the the light lines as it as it touches the muscle, it's really it's really incredible. The hair doesn't look like mega mega to me. The hair looks no. pretty kind of the it same. Looks a, it looks a, a little, little more bit, texture. That's to where it. it's like sh- the, like the shadows or textures are. I think it's better, more. Pr- but... uh, you can see it more in the Mikate uh, mm-hmm. and the kind of warrior of light, the the, the bearded guy. Man. Very cool. Yeah, I need a new graphics card. <laughs> I bought a new RAM, but I'm going to need a new graphics card soon. Hey, crypto bros, give up. I yeah, need – Give up. Let, give us a <laughs> I need a graphics card. I can't even order one I want. Uh, there, the, they, they did mention the team is still in the early stages of testing, and these are just all the samples they have so far. And perhaps the next update will be at Fan Festival. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary te- features are higher res texture for hair, skin, gear, improved material qualities of the skin metal fabric, better lighting and shadow effects, especially for player shadows. Uh, but overall, they're going to, uh, the, the appearance of the players are going to be altered as little as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of gear in the game, so they're not going to, it's going to be a slow, it's kind of be a slow piecemeal, it sounds like they're going to roll stuff right. out. It's not like we're going to get, one patch and, you know, we're logging one day and every piece is, is, is adjusted. So they are, they are, um, reviewing certain glamours that are favored by players though. And, uh, all the NPCs won't get done, but they did mention that some of the NPCs are going to get their graphical updates because it's basically a character model. So they talked about clipping. They're not going to fix the clipping. They need a new physics engine for that. And that would just not work at this point. Uh, the lighting, the lighting screenshots, I don't even know if I can do them justice. Go f- find the slides. Mm-hmm. But um, just out of one month of testing, they've got like the current map visuals and additional lighting points and the uh, the uh, uh, improved shadows with um, Titania. Some people didn't like that, but Yoshi P's, they they did say that they pumped up the red in this mm-hmm. so you could see it. That's right. They just they, they wanted an, an extreme example. They're like it's not really going to look like yeah, that, they, but they were just showing what it looked like. They did say like something around like whatever the, the the feel of that area is, they would still maintain that feel. So if it's got this kind of glowy green look, it's still going to maintain the original kind of glowy green aesthetic. It's just going to have better lighting. Yeah, the red is just dialed up on that one. Yeah. It did look weird to me too, though. I was like, "Yeah, it was red." It, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was a little extreme, but uh, it's just, it's just cool. Uh, then they they talked about the next example with the metallic surfaces, like gold and yeah. stuff. 
So they gold he does said, look shitty, like especially like 2.0 stuff. So gold looks shitty in a realm reward stuff, like some yeah. of the color of gold and the shine and some of those things just did not look good in the the old stuff. Yeah, and you can really see that like the detail. Some people in chat were saying they didn't even notice that there were gold coins falling down, but now with the new lighting, you can see the gold coins oh, wow. are falling down. I was also very impressed with the next one that they're going to now be able to place a greater density of objects. So this is uh, just the screenshot. They've added, you know, more barrels and more sacks and more. The steps are uneven. Uh, this, yeah, that they've added that the steps are made of something else now and there's a ramp. So yeah, when people they, they complain some grass around there, that there's people not complain. enough stuff. In zones, you know, like, oh, I love the Realm Reborn zones because they cram so much yeah. in one little spot, yeah. you know? So maybe they'll be able to cram more stuff in these little nodes. Yeah, some some nicer, some a little bit nicer details. I, we like our worlds to look lived in. The next one, I, I got I to gotta stop on this <laughs> next squeed. one. I I got to stop on this next one because for oh, for about a decade, uh, we've had a, an off and on listener, a guy out of the UK. And I, I'm not going to say his name right now, but there's a guy out of the UK that I have argued with incessantly over the grass in this game. This guy would always bring up how the grass looks in 14 and how shitty the grass looks in this game. And it was a measure <laughs> of how shitty this game was. And lo and behold, <laughs> a decade later, Yoshida has rolled out the green carpet. We finally have good looking grass in Final Fantasy 14. I can't believe it. Yeah, it looks. I I I don't judge a game based on its grass, but <laughs> but um, which is kind of what I was saying that night when we were in free company chat. I'm like, you know, I don't really care if the grass is ugly in most games. In fact, a lot of games I'll like turn the grass off or whatever mm-hmm. if I can. And and uh, but uh, it does bother me sometimes how square and pixelated some of the grass and shrubs and flowers just look flat. And this screenshot that just it looks really nice. These fat blades of grass. Yeah, they don't look some, like some, some you know wheat or grass. something. Yeah, the whatever the shit that the pixelated zigzaggy <laughs> shit they had before. This this actually looks good. No, I think it looks really nice. So they talk about additional lighting points is gonna improve the visual depth, quality, immersion, and high res shadows are gonna have some increased movement and decreased flickering effects. I actually get some of that flickering effects. Mm. Sometimes in games I turn shadows off if I can because the sh- the flickering gives me a migraine. Uh, they were talking about on the moon, they wanted the lighting to exude that it was being emanated from a distant source. But there were areas where the shadows would flicker and stuff. So they're hoping that this update will make them look crisper. And they're still testing ambient occlusion and fog effects, but the samples aren't ready yet. And these features will affect the overall performance of the game, so they want to proceed carefully. So, yeah, they don't – you don't want that flower pot uh, problem uh. for 1.0. And then we saw something, guys, that we haven't seen in a long time, at least not in this – Cue the Titanic this, gif. It just, it's just – yeah. It's 78 just... years or whatever the fuck she said. <laughs> yes. I don't think I ever saw Titanic. Hmm. They drowned. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> the boat sinks. The boat sucks. <laughs> 6.1 series roadmap. Well, we've had roadmaps for current series, I guess, before. So uh, let's see. Uh, 6.1 is planned for April. We are getting Hildebrand back for in the somehow further Hildebrand adventures in 6.1 through 6.5. We're getting a new side quest, Tataru's Grand Endeavor. That's, that's patch 6.1 through 6. So these are like – they're going to – 
they seem to be rolling out stuff, smaller bits over multiple patches seems to be, I don't know, it seems to feel like that a little bit. So that's cool. Uh, we're getting something. Oh, no, we knew about Crystalline Conflict. Oh, I skipped one. 6.1's getting uh, Myths of the Realm. Mm, that's our 24-man alliance. I can't alliance. wait for that. I, me too, honestly. I I hope it's good because I find Pandemonium so far kind of ho-hum. This, I but, just want to see the, I want I want to see the big titties on Nofika. The big titties. That's all yeah, I want. I, it's all about the boobs. And then we're getting the PvP, Crystalline Conflict, which they, we, they've shown us some stuff about that before yeah, already. Yeah, talked about it. The Akasodara, is that how you say it? Uh-huh. Tribe quests and dailies will be added. Uh, they were talking about um, beast tribes, and yeah, I've noticed they've started calling them, even in-game, tribes. That's There's good. nothing wrong with the word tribes. They're trying to di- the differentiate, to pull the word beast out of there, which I, I've noticed them doing in-game, honestly. Uh, we're getting Dragon Songs, Reprise, Ultimate, and the Unreal Trial will be Ultima's Bane. And uh, Dragon Songs, Reprise, Ultimate, Yoshida says it will be released in 6.11. He says it's very challenging, and they want you to enjoy the main story quest first before having to worry about Ultimate, which kind of nice that they... Uh... So I know some people hate it, but like I don't even do Ultimate, but I know when I used to do Savage, it was always like, man... I don't want to have to do all my stuff fast. It's been a while since they did that to us. Yeah, ultimates right. are good for the game to remind mm-hmm. people. Though, even though you yeah. may the 1% may do it, it's good for this game. There's a lot of people who bitch about that stuff. They bitch about the PvP, but you know, it's good for the game to have different different groups of people want different things. Well, a lot of people talk about ultimates. A lot of people talk about the race, and I know the race isn't usually very long, but it does get a lot of attention mm-hmm. for those weeks that people are doing it and clearing it for the first time. That, and it's not like it doesn't really feel like other stuff is, you know, we haven't suddenly gotten tons less content. And they had to make a choice on what had to get pushed, and they they chose Ultimate, so yeah. it's it's Ultimate's turn. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Patch 6.1 series roadmap, a planned major updates. So the trust system from Realm Reborn, patch 2.0 main scenario dungeons, a new calling card style UI. Now that's like in other games where like I unlock a title and a background and a picture and I can make my own little card and if people look me up, that's what they see. I is think that so. what that is? Yeah. Okay. Let's see, uh, new hairstyles for Rothgar. We are getting Imperium Ishgard housing. And we are getting custom deliveries. How do you say her name? Um, Ameliance. I don't know. Ameliance. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, going back to that calling card, I think there's some kind of, they talked about like stickers or something that you're going to get with mm-hmm. it. And it may not even been in this. It may have been in a previous one where he was talking about <laughs> his idea for the calling card. But... There's something in it that you're going to want to like grind stuff to get more shit to put on it. And I I hope it's just mm-hmm. not some glorified pass book with, with a bunch of stickers on it. But I don't know. We'll have to see what it will be. All right. Uh, 6.2, the trust system is going to expand to the two, 2.0 main scenario dungeons and two or three Heavensward MSQ dungeons. It says new weapon enhancements will be added. That, okay. It seems early for a relic, but 
Are they going to do some other weapon upgradey thing, or are we getting our relic early? Yeah, I don't stay tuned. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, now this next one I'm very interested in: a new Criterion dungeon mode with variable difficulty view will uh-huh. be added. That's that's what's what made my ears perk up. Because it's like, um, what does that mean? And somewhere and somewhere and something... Oh, here it is. It's a couple down. The Criterion Dungeon is a dungeon with variable difficulty for one to four players. The difficulty will scale on the number of players and its content where players can challenge themselves. It's coming along nicely and checks are being performed and new info will be available towards 6.2. So... Yeah, that that was interesting. Uh-huh. I really liked what the sound of that is, and I, that's they're not even telling us much, but it differentiates these dungeons from storyline dungeons. And of course, a lot of us were like, "Oh, is this what they're calling the deep dungeon now?" I don't no, think so. Deep dun- no, deep dungeon is a whole other thing. I don't think In six point three, so. trust will be expanded to the MSQ. The third deep dungeon will be implemented. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's a whole. It sounds like a different. whole is different. Oh, and then also Ultimate Duty number five is going to be Ayo. implemented. Yeah, so two alternates, good shit. Yeah. Oh, and then we didn't talk about it yet. Island Sanctuary was listed in the six point two <clears> section, <throat> being added, and then they also mentioned that Island Sanctuary will be updated in six three. So is Island Sanctuary living content that's going to keep going? It's that's interesting to me mm-hmm. but i i, I still, don't believe we were supposed to get it in six one and they've pushed it to six yeah, two they've pushed it to six two yeah Let's see so six three expanding blah 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 i just read that but yeah we are getting more deep dungeon we are getting another ultimate it's exciting stuff uh in 6.4 and 6.5 they're gonna add trusts to all Stormblood msq dungeons we're getting Criterion Dungeons number two and number three. Hmm. So those are not just a one-time thing. Those sounds like they're going to keep rolling those out. Separate dungeons that, too. Yeah. 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 And additional areas for Island Sanctuary. We still don't know what the hell Island yeah, Sanctuary they, is. They, they, they mention it in here, but they don't give a shit about it. They don't give us no pit. We don't hear nothing about it. And of course, we got a live letter coming this week. So, I mean, hopefully yeah. we hear a little bit. But again, Maybe. it's not coming in 6.1. It's coming in 6.2. Mm-hmm. So they may tell us nothing about Island Sanctuary on Friday. And... Uh, that would actually be okay because it's not 6.1 It's not 6.1. Yeah, well, that's because that's my other pet peeve I have is when they talk in 6.1 about stuff that's coming later and it's like, please cover the, the stuff that's already in here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then another tier of Pandemonium, more Myths of the Realm, more Fox Hollows, other trials and more. So that's, it's, you know, they're... they're Churning out content. Sure. Uh, Blue Mage is getting an update, but they're not quite sure yet. So good. People were in the chat. People were – in fact, I kept the chat open this whole time. I thought the chat was actually pretty pleasant for once in the Twitch <laughs> chat, whatever. But they were clamming for Blue Mage. Before they got to this part, people were like, what about Blue? What about Blue? And I'm glad they made mention of it. All right. More plans for this 6X series will be announced. Uh, the roadmap doesn't include everything just yet. There's going to be another tribe for quests and dailies. There's going to be gold saucer update. We're supposed to get a big gold saucer update, right? Some new event or... I think so. God, I hope um, so. 
Then they also mentioned that the major patch cycle cadence is going to be adjusted. They've been doing one major patch every three and a half months. Uh, going forward, it's going to be one major patch every four months, about two weeks longer. Uh, some of that is to let the team actually take some time off for resting and shit yeah. and one week really to kind of do fine tuning for each implementation. Mm -hmm. So, and the whole chat was like fair, fair. Cause yeah, I mean, it makes uh, sense. No, I didn't hear, I didn't hear anybody crying that they're going to shift out, you know, the patch cycle by a couple of weeks. Right. You know, especially if we're getting all this other new kinds of stuff, every patch or every other patch. I, yeah. All right, so that slide was just saying that. Okay. Uh, Yoshida says looking at the past years and the schedule they've kept, they want the team to take necessary breaks. They've been pushing too hard sometimes. Uh, they also gave us a Heavensward versus Shadowbringers uh, little chart here discussing how much volume. They probably keep hearing us talk about, well, we're actually getting less as compared to Heavensward mm -hmm. or whatever. But, uh, you know... You know, they, they talk about, like, how many quests in patch 3.3 versus 5.3, 60 versus 80, nine types of content, ten types of content in the 5.0 series, 11 jobs as it was, now it's 18. There were 17 bosses, now there's 23. <laughs> there's, like, twice as many hours of cutscenes. Mm -hmm. The word counts way up. <laughs> you know, uh, tasks for the UI team is almost double. Items in the game, okay, but they add a lot of dumb items to the game. <laughs> and they're counting all the tokens they keep making for us. But no, there's there's a lot of items in the game. You know, they, there's two new races to equip with gear. Yeah, yeah. There's a actually they do they do give us a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So uh, thanks to the monthly subscription, they've been able to hire additional staff. But it's I know from where I work, you don't just hire a new programmer designer and they they're up to a hundred percent production there's a lot of training involved and stuff okay uh data travel data center travel is planned for 6.18 okay so all that stuff's exciting i i kind of started tuning out at this point i think i was playing another game on the other screen and not maybe quite as focused as I could be. So I think I'm gonna <laughs> let Ruby take the lead at this point. Yeah. I, I before we move on, I, I do wanna mention like I think at this point I was watching the chat and um of course they were about to go to the break. And you mentioned something that may or may not have been covered in this live letter, but you mentioned it by name and that was Relic. And a lot of people mm -hmm. said, Where's my relic? Where's Relic? And you did mention that there was this thing that's coming um, that was going to be some weapon augmentation, weapon a, we a new yeah. weapon enhancement system will be yeah. added. If it was relic though, why not just say relic, right? That's what I was wondering is, are they just going to give us a new, a new upgrade to, they told us specifically weapon? Blue Mage was getting updates. They told us specifically Hildebrand was mm -hmm. going to get updates, but they did not tell us specifically that Relic was getting an update. I just – I wonder. Um, we've we've been accustomed now to some sort of public dungeon over the last two, mm -hmm. two, pa uh, two expansions that gave us some ability to level up slash do Relic. 
Now they're telling us Deep Dungeon's back, so I'm wondering, is that going to take the place of the of that? Are they going to roll Relic into Deep Dungeon? Is Relic not happening at all? So that's something to keep in mind. Now we are getting 6-1 information this week, so I think that's a relevant place to start really asking questions like, is Relic being planned? I hope they cover it because it's missing. Well – well, well, it's not missing. Well, okay, it's missing in the overall roadmap. They've never given us a roadmap this big, but mm-hmm. relic patches don't, aren't usually six point uh, one, point two, point three patches, are they? It's are like one point five, three point five, or something. Anymore. You know, and yeah, they didn't specifically say, "Hey, there's going to be a big uh, gatherer and crafter overhaul in six point three five. You know, like. A lot of times there's something that happens in the mm-hmm. three fives or the four fives and they give us some last bit of uh, like crafting and gathering something. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's not specifically said in here. Relic's kind of big. I just wonder why they didn't flat out say Relic. Yeah, so, something. I'm, I'm trying to put some conspiracy yeah. theory out there. <laughs> making you feel it. So, okay. Uh-huh. Fair enough. That was the whole thing. That was a lot. And then they said, hey, let's take a break. We'll come back. It's Q&A session. And of course, in my mind, I'm like, can't wait to ask about peaches and eggy glamour. Time to tune out. Mm-hmm. So I did similar, Yelta. I stayed on the couch, but you know, it was like phone surfing time or whatever. And then I got up at one <laughs> point to go play a game. But I was pleasantly surprised at the la- at the types of questions that were chosen. Now, you could go to that forum page and see all the questions that were there, and there are always dumb questions on there. But they actually chose a ton of great questions. They started with a lot of lore. I recall in the chat reading people going, why are they answering so much lore? And, of course, they got backlash like, duh, they're answering you know, Q&A for – the yeah. storyline of Endwalker, but it wasn't like a question after that. Yoshida goes, "Yeah, okay, let's start answering some technical stuff now." And then they went into some other stuff. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna read through these and um, share stuff. This is Spoilerville. I mean, for God's sake, if you're listening to this episode now and you have not completed Endwalker, the boat sinks. Yeah, okay, get get spoiled. All right. So, what was Asm up to during the final days? How did they part with Emmett? Will there be more Asm in the future? Yoshida says it's a secret. They have an idea, but we don't know if we'll have a chance to talk about that in the future. You are the warrior of light. What would you have done? I've never thought about this, Yelta, honestly. I've never thought about Mm. what, like, our Azem was up to. I never did figure we would get any lore about us as what we were in the in the ancient times. I just Yeah. It's us. It's whatever we would be. But that's just my headcanon, so mm-hmm. apparently that's Yoshida's as well. <laughs> I, I have wondered though, especially when we were in Elpis. I'm like, well, we have a former Asm. I'm like, well what's the current one up to and do mm-hmm. we get to meet them and what are they you know, I, I don't know how far away those events were from actually cataclysm times, you know. Yeah. It's back to the future roles, I think. If you see yourself, <laughs> yeah. it's bad, so you can't you can't go meet yourself in the past. It wouldn't it wouldn't work. We're just we'll go right. with Doc Brown roles on that. <laughs> uh, all right, next. Why did Xenos appear in the final days? Why was he a Reaper? Varus is his father, is the answer. His grandpa is soulless. He's a direct descendant of Emmett Selk. Okay, apparently. Emmett Selk's sperm exists. Passed down through DNA, <laughs> dormant for a generation, but reappeared. Read the tales from the shadows. There's a hint. It's a secret why Xenos became a reaper. 
Not that they haven't thought about it. They just can't say. So yeah, Assian sperm, I guess, somehow carries the uh, some some potent shit. Some, some I, knowledge. I, yeah. yeah, I I, mm, I I do well, remember. He also has like a fake echo too, right? So you could have picked something that. up. Yeah, I do remember the know. tales from the shadow. I do remember from that story how Solus was Emmett really actually felt for his son before. Um, before he died, uh, and 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 Zenos, I guess, is what is it? The, it's the great grandchild, right? Great. So, um, yeah, he felt for his the son that had passed. The uh, what's his name? Varus's dad, I think. Uh, so there was some kind of emotion there, but then Emmett quickly snuffed that out, you know, because he had a bigger duty to do. And uh, yeah, there's something to that. So, uh, how did the unsundered Asians avoid being sundered? The answer, Emmett implied Vanat let him live on purpose. She left a tiny flaw in her sundering, a way for Emmett to wiggle through. It was her intention. That's interesting. Hmm. When Heidelin sundered the world, it was the limit of her power. She couldn't guarantee Emmett would live. It was a gamble. Uh, during the sundering, Emmett was La Habrea and the Elidibus of the time... I know that doesn't make sense. And, and escaped into the rift without being sundered. During the sundering, Emmett, La Brea, and the Lilibus of the time escaped into the rift without being sundered. That makes sense. Uh, in short, the unsundered Asians worked together to escape the sundering. So, so there was an opening and those three got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that's another one of those kind of like deep-seated – did Vanat know? Did she not know? Why did she do this? You know, I'm of the camp, and I, I'll stay firmly in the camp that Vanat would have done what she did anyway throughout all of it. But I think she also knew that the only people that would be smart enough to figure this shit out might have been them. I don't think she figured that they were going to go on maybe the hell-bent shit of trying to make all the planets merge, the worlds merge together and bring mm -hmm. all that shit back. But I, she must have had some inkling of faith that Emmett, Emmett Selk, was going to do something right in the end. That's that's the all I can come up with. All right. Um, are there unsundered Asians still around? What no, about are there sundered? Uh, are there are there sundered Asians still around? What about Gaius's masks? It's a good question. They think they're still around. Where are they? They can't say. Gaius's mask belonged to Ultima and Dudalafon. Dudalafon. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, however, just because he has those masks doesn't mean he vanquished them. There's been a lot in the story about what it takes to defeat an Asian. Interesting. I don't think we're done seeing Asians. Mm. It's hard to That's say. That's why I don't think we're done with the storyline. Yeah. I we're I, I mean, go almost all the way up to 7.0, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think you're right about that. It's hard to say how much time has passed in 14th story. They try to match it to you, the player, as if two to two and a half years have passed. The trailers don't reflect the game themselves necessarily, so separate them in your mind. We haven't had an example of someone who is unsundered be reincarnated through the ethereal sea. Maybe they'd be cooler than the average person. I think we started getting into questions about like, well, can the, can can Vinod come back? Can Emmett Selk come back? Can Hathlodeus come back? 
and they started getting real deep in this where Yoshida it's He's going to have to break some hearts. This is where I was here. really starting to zone out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, well, Yoshida dead, was really. Dead, Jim. He was not pulling any punches when he got to some of the answers for these. So uh, they've completed all they want to do and would have no reason to reincarnate, really. So we're talking about Emmett Selk, Hathlodeus. Does anyone know the name of the planet is a theorist? Was asked. Uh, only those close to the warrior of light are those familiar with the ancient world leading up to the final days. The average person will continue to call the planet Hydaelyn. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are actually people in the east, in the new world, or in the new world that don't call the planet Hydaelyn, but something else altogether. They're going to have to loop in PR going forward. There was actually a problem referring to the game's world as a Orzia versus Hydaelyn. And I remember that, you know, that was confusing as hell. We were confused for a while. In the beginning when they were like, you know, even, um, even grandpa at the beginning (laughs) of the shit is like, Oh, Hydaelyn. Oh, and then, you know, he's talking about Aorzia and we'd been talking about Aorzia forever. We were like, why do they keep calling the planet Hydaelyn now that we were Aorzia? And they were like, oh no, it's just the continent. Well, then it was like the, the continent was Aorzia, but it's not really. It's the continent minus a couple of islands because if you add those islands, it's actually the Aldenard continent. And it was like, a, man, y'all really fucked up. Y'all should have just kept it the Aorzian <laughs> continent and then, you know, moved on with whatever, but. Whatever, man. So expect more retcons in the future, but here we go. Okay, now we're starting to get into some of that, breaking (sighs) off softly. Um, Is Xenos truly gone? Well, Xenos' body is in a dimension separate from ours. We depicted his ultimate fate at length in a cutscene. Watch that and see how you feel. Jesus, Yoshida, you can't tell us one way or another on that. Just, just, he, he's dead. Pull we the never trigger. Have to see him again. No, we're gonna. I do. I honestly think we're gonna see him again. I Shut honestly up. do believe we're gonna see him again. I do. No. I really do. Oh God. People don't die in Final Fantasy unless Yoshida tells you they died. Which there's a few that are gone. Um, <laughs> how does mankind's races become varied? The Hears, the Mikote, Rose. Okay, this was kind of a bullshit answer, I thought. A lot of people did, too. Yoshida says, During the Sundering, all life became incomplete, but that incompleteness allowed them to develop the differing racial traits. Over time, these traits diverged. Uh, Yoshida doesn't know the exact lore, but there may have been a necessity for the Mikote to hear better, so they developed large cat-like ears, etc., I think this was Yoshida pulling kind of an answer out of his ass. I don't know how in 12,000 years evolution really takes takes hold. I also don't know how creation magic works. <laughs> so yeah. I could be completely wrong on that. They could probably put a Band-Aid on it and call it a day whenever Lore Book Volume 3 comes out. But I do feel like this one got a lot of eh? – you know, they, they look like – you know, the ancients looked like Ella's in bodies with your faces and a little bit of mix in between. And I just think there could be a better answer. They those. copied the 11 races to seduce us over. That's, I mean, that's the answer, basically. guys. Just, just, just don't worry about it. Basically. Okay. Um, Emmett mentioned the treasure islands of Blind Frost. Will we go there someday? There have been a lot of locations name dropped in the game's story. That we eventually went to, Ishgard, Daphnir. They want to continue visiting places that they mention. So that well, he I think that's a great. lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he name dropped a he, lot. He, a list. 
It was the New World. It was that. Uh, it was uh, uh, Mer- Mericidia. Uh, these blind frost things, which I think was what north of uh, Garlemald or somewhere way up cold. Um, and then he said, "You haven't even seen what's on the other shards." So then yeah, there's there's some shit. <clears throat> I think we're going to talk about those shards when we get to talking about some uh, moon stuff here shortly. But, uh, okay, continuing on, um, where am I? Uh, in Elpis, the ancients appear yes. much larger. Yeah, There's so much to read here. In Elpis, the ancients <laughs> appear much larger than humans. When they summon with Asm's magic, they appear smaller. Oh, the question on this one was like, why do we summon them? Like, there's different sizes of stuff. I think people were also like, why does the end singer, you know, the little bird... Look, look different sizes when it should really be some other size. And I think it was one of them like what you perceive is what it is. This was the land of your feelings anyway. So mm-hmm. just just go with it. Uh, yeah, here it is. Ultima Thule reflects your internal emotions, which is why they appear with that height. There you go. Um, where are the Thav onions in Thavnir? <laughs> Yoshida has asked the lore team. They are uniquely cultivated and are rare even in Thavnir. This is dictated by the non-combat designers. It's their fault. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just added them to one of the tribes or something. That's all they got to do. Because uh, by this time, uh, I don't know. I've had – I wish they'd let me level up my chocobo some more. My chocobo has been level 20 forever. Yeah. This could very it. well be a moot point real soon yeah. if the Island Sanctuaries allow everybody to have their own gardens, if there's mm-hmm. any changes to that. I do think you're right. It's probably going to be whatever crafting gathering uh, – I almost called them Beast Tribe. I got to change my lingo. The whatever whatever tribe is uh, is going to be that gathering and crafting, it's probably a token turn in for some Thaf Onions because at some point they're going to make them really easy. I don't see them expanding that Chocobo content anytime soon, so who the fuck cares about Thavnerian Onions? They do still fetch a pretty penny on the auction yes. house though. They are still one of the fair, uh, rare uh, – the fewer rare items from the old days in the game. All right, all right. Continuing on, uh, are Zodiac and Hydland gone for good, or are there parts of them elsewhere? Yoshida says Hydland was completely destroyed. Van Daniel crushed Zodiac's heart and therefore completely destroyed him. Parts of Zodiac are in reflections, but they fade with his main body. Very interesting. Um, People really didn't like to hear that Hydlin was really gone. Is she gone? Um, The whole point was we we had to defeat her and we had the rest of her power to go finish our quest. Yeah. You know, or Zenos gobbled the rest of whatever power was was left. But uh, did did people not play this story? Wasn't the point of, of the story or one of the points was that it's okay to die when your duty is done? Mm-hmm. Once you have felt fulfilled, it is okay to let go. That was what Hydlin was trying to prove here, that her deed was done. Vinat was not done yet, right? She knew she still had something to do. Hydlin is the end result of that, and she knew that the job was left in good hands by leaving it to really the next 
Azem. So uh, that was it. That was that was the end of Hydlin. I mean, we I think Zodiac's end was pretty pretty clear from from that. Uh, the the heart thing, though, not the heart, but that his the shades on other spots was interesting too. So I think we get a little bit more about that a little later in the Q and A. Um, okay, why didn't the Warrior of Light create an alternate timeline in Elpis? Yoshida says you can come up with your own theories, but that the timelines would play out the same no matter what. Or, Vanat worked really hard to preserve things to prevent changes so that the Warrior of Light could succeed. Um, I think that's pretty clear. Doesn't matter what you do. Even Elidibus said, you can't change the past. Nothing could be changed. It's a closed loop. Deal with it. Uh, meeting Argos was proof in a way that these timelines would converge in the way that Vinod had hoped. Think about this question when you replay Endwalker main scenario in New Game Plus in 6.1. Very good. The Worry of Light ages, but will other main characters? Will we see Alphano and Alice grow up? It's hard to say. As director-producer, Yoshida says it's fun to think about aging those two up, but he wonders about comments stating, I liked them better before. You can't undo that change. It's a hard choice. I don't know. They've already done some time parallel bullshitty. I could see somebody coming back to the past for some reason. For some, some mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think a lot of people would be ready to hang up any kind of time travel. We're we're done with time travel. <laughs> or give it a break for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Or use the manga, which he talks about next. Uh, in manga, <laughs> like One Piece. Uh, Oda would draw what-if scenarios with aged-up characters. So maybe in that context, they can do something. So, yeah, draw them. They got that little schoolboy manga thing that they've got with all the <laughs> Final Fantasy people mixed up uh, like they're going to some school. So uh, do an aged-up version of them. So my thing with all these aged-up or aged-down or whatever aged-around characters is like I always think of the sicko people. That are all like, I want to see my characters, this, that, the other. There's always this like sick fringe of people that want to make these characters sexualized for some reason. And I always just mm. – my mind always goes to that when they talk about <laughs> aging up characters. I'm like, why y'all want to age them up anyway? What's your, what's your end game with aging up these characters? You just want to see them aged up or uh, – see, I'm, I'm a sicko myself, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I read the official forums too much. Um, okay. <clears throat> Souls are made of ether. Uh, Heidelin used so much, or Vanat used so much ether that her soul also dissipated. Zodiar could only use ether aside from their souls due to the different type of summoning. So, okay, this was kind of back and forth in with this stuff about whether Vanat and Heidelin are gone. The, the, her soul is gone, gone. Zodiar was able to because his summoning was different, because it was like those different layers of summoning, they was able to pull the ether from the souls. But like Heidelin and her just her merry band or whatever, they only had so much ether. So that's why her summoning was not nearly as powerful as Zodiac and why she could only do what she could do. It also means why whenever she was gone, she was gone, gone. Like she used it all up. Um... Hydlin expended her very soul to fight the Warrior of Light to prepare them for the final journey to the edge of the universe. All right. What happened to the Blessing of Light? This was a good question. 
They don't think it will disappear, and they don't want it to. Perhaps Heidlin regranted it. My love will be with you forever, my dearest children. Now, I do recall her saying something would fade, but I feel like that was maybe the power of Asm's crystal or something. But it Mm. sounds to me like they want to continue the blessing of light throughout. Then I guess, you know, I guess she still can't get tempered or whatever else would come at you. Uh, And people still get confused about the whole um, Midgerzormer thing. People are still were like, oh, he destroyed that. It was gone. No, he only like turned it off. He blocked it temporarily. Yeah, it was a worked. test. It was a test. <laughs> he couldn't get rid of it. He only blocked it temporarily. Uh, okay. What exactly are the red seals that appear over the ancient Asians' faces? It's a limiter. This was a wild answer. It's a limiter to constrain the grand magic the convocation uses. Each sigil defines the seat on the convocation. It ties in with the convocation's duty and obligatory to their society in that role. If you give up the seat such as Vanad did, you would lose the sigil. Great. But like the fact that it's a limiter, is there like – is there more? (laughs) Was Hades stronger than that? Like it seems hard to believe, but you know that's that's an interesting uh, interesting take. Okay, what was hard to wrap up? Yoshida had asked Oda about this. It's not unusual for things to change or disappear as they write the story. That was not true of Endwalker, but things didn't retcon correctly from 1.0, like the Path Companion. Rest in I peace, Path Companion. I remember my Path Companion. Yeah, I think they just like killed them, right? <laughs> just they just, just did. Yeah, that's- I think I think the 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 calamity just killed them. There's a mass grave somewhere full yeah. of our past companions. <laughs> somewhere in uh, Cartno, uh, there's a bunch of dead path companions. Uh, when you make the world, sometimes you have to ignore inconvenient things. So, however, in most cases they try to wrap things up neatly, and I think they did the best they could. I mean, there was stuff about Heart of Sabic. There was stuff about the horn from the old 1.0 mm-hmm. scenario. There's they 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 tried their best. Uh, they have decided the names and true identities of every member of the Convocation of Fourteen. But whether they reveal them depends on where the plot takes them in the future. So we may never know. But I think Yelts is probably right that they're going to pepper us with some Asian lore uh, as things go, and we'll we'll find out more. Um, was Vinat sundering the star truly the only way to save it? Yoshida consulted with Ishikawa and says, as Yoshida theorized that the ancients were so dense in Aether that they could not control Dynamis, uh, other ancients concluded that Zodiac was the solution to Medion's Song of, of Oblivion, but Vinat concluded that they could not change as a people and would be their own undoing. I I like some of that, uh, but then some of that sounds kind of odd to me that because mm-hmm. I don't think Vinat told people maybe she told her own little band of merry people about what median was but i don't know I, that's 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 kind of strange um and then he also continues that in the dead ends the um rala boss might have been a similar fate where the ancient uh were the ancients in a different future so for that reason she chose to sunder the star and dilute aether so that mankind could control dynamis and silence the song of oblivion uh, Vinod herself concludes that this is not a moral or just decision, and she deeply agonizes over this. 
People have a lot of feelings about this. So kind of going back to that, this is something I see repeatedly in message boards and discussions. Who was right? Who was wrong? Vanat was wrong. Emmett Selk was wrong. Emmett Selk was the good guy. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And I mean this is like you can't really tie this neatly with a bow without like having a little bit of like lean one way or another. But mm. you know, I I personally – don't think either one were right, but I also don't think either one were wrong. I think with the limited knowledge that that they had, they did what they could do. Um, I think that's why it's easier for me to believe that that, that it's a closed loop, but that Vinat had a cycle that there was no warrior of light to tell her what was going on because she could go back and think, I made a choice that was at least right enough to bring the warrior of light before me, then it must have been at least the right choice to continue. So she makes the same choice, even knowing that the future was the future, but the others didn't. Emmett Selk did not know. It gives me more pity toward Emmett Selk's choices because he didn't know what was going to happen, and he was actually doing it kind of from a pure place that sounds so twisted when you look at all this stuff <laughs> but i think there's such a moral gray area is what yoshida is trying to say that you could put arguments down on a table and they must have done debates i can imagine a debate you know vana versus emmett Selk, the people who believe on one side versus the other laying down their arguments as why and i see it on the forums i see it in on discussion boards and people go back and forth and i think it just proves that they've made this story so morally gray that uh, it's compelling and it makes you think, it makes you question and even if you don't come with a satisfying conclusion, the fact that you questioned gets you involved and that's really what they want. They want to draw you into the story and they have. For sure. Yeah. But they they both did bo – both of the plans were questionable and they had – both of them were not great. But I could see why they're not – was like we can't just keep sacrificing people to Zodiac to keep pushing the you know the, the just keep trying to fix things. Mm -hmm. Her she just had a different answer. You know it was like we have to do this other thing, which is also awful, but gives us a fighting chance to actually solve the problem. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It's deep. It's deep. Uh, okay. The decision to sunder humanity so they could control Dynamis and kill Ensinger is really what hammered in that Vinat is really an ancient, a parallel to Emmett's decision and judgment of humanity. And the fact that Hermes erases his memory on his terms to judge humanity's worth is what ties him to Vinat, Emmett, Selk, and Hermes. He's almost like the – where you look kind of look at it as a binary answer like Vinat's got one, Emmett, Selk is the other. Hermes is like, I'm like neither. I choose like the the choice to do nothing, you know, the, like the old rush on like the choice. Not making a choice is also choosing, and so that I, that's what ties Hermes into uh, uh, both the other two. So it's uh, what a what a weird little trio there. <laughs> Again, with the compellingness of how the story kind of makes you feel like who's right, who's the correct judge, who are we to judge our fate? It's I don't know. They did a good job. Good job, Ishikawa. Uh, Emmett Selk is popular, but Yoshida agrees with Alphano telling him, what right do you have to do that? If you go back and you look at these parallels, you might find them interesting. Was a theorist the only planetary body that was sundered? Apparently the reflection's moons 
have their own significance. He cannot tell us what it is. Sundered moons would have contained pieces of Zodiac as well, and apparently we'll get more story about this at some point. Yelta, what do you think that means? Uh, well, uh, up earlier they messaged they or they said that Zodiac has some sort of uh, presence still in all of the sundered moons. So I yeah I don't know. I, I think it just means they got more to tell us. They're not finished telling us this part of the story yet. I think it means the moon can take us to other shards physically. <laughs> You think you think we maybe can just hop around? I now? think that we or are going to get some hop around business using maybe. the moon and using that, yeah. those connections between Zodiac spirit somehow, that little wiggly shit in the middle of the moon. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be able to see other shards through that mechanism. How they roll okay. that out or whatever is yet to be seen. But I think the moon is yeah. going to. We're going to finally. We're going to get that conclusion with Reen. Yeah, being safe where. Although that was it, was there something in there about Thancred and Reen? Not in this, but like not in this in the story though. It made me have that feeling like didn't didn't Ishtola say something freaky deaky about you know time moves a lot faster on the shards? Like Reen was going to age up. I don't remember Mm. that. I I mean, our character in the story anyway can still freely jump back and forth. True. I mean. We, Thancred should know that Reen's okay because we could go there and, or, or our little Fae friends, she can tell us what's going on. I mean. Well, very true. Very true. There are other bridges between, you know. Maybe I read. Thancred said goodbye. A bad fan fiction that, that had. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Thancred going to the first, uh, you know, in physical form. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't. I don't know, but I do. It, it could I, be interesting. I will hinge my this thought on. I think the moon is going to be a way to to see the physically for us to go. Well, to. and a lot of us have wanted to deal with you know some of the issues on you know how many remaining sundered. Unu Kalhai is not in that room anymore. Where is he? Uh, he's not. No, I haven't checked since be, right before the oh, no. expansion. He's not in that room anymore. Where is he now? I don't know. Probably on the thirteenth. Who knows? Uh, all right. Okay. What else? What else? Okay. Uh, somewhere in here, where does he start getting into like the technical questions? I'm getting tired of this lore stuff. I feel like that one guy that was we're in talking the about chat. Just, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, we go down to let's see. Let's see. Emmett Sook's popular. Yada yada yada. Uh, uh, was a theorist the only planet? We talked about that. Sundered moons. We talked about that. What part of Endwalker are you a perfectionist about? He was particular about character direction while they looked at while they were looking in cutscenes, the time between dialogue and the motions between lines. Okay, the pacing. You know, uh, Yoshida was particular about things not being misunderstood, but there were some interpretations that they did not want to convey. Ishikawa was very busy writing the script up in, excuse me, up until the last minute, and couldn't do all the checks, so Yoshida had to stand in. The expansion was the game's first finale. And he's a big fan of Amano, so that's why they used Amano's designs it's perfectly and properly depicted within the game. And when he asked Amano to draw the end singer, he asked him to draw despair. Ooh. Um, the bird imagery was important in that despair. After 15 minutes, Amano said, I got it, and wants to show uh, showed us the original Endwalker Amano created, so he held that up. Uh, Yoshida was particular about the story, instance, battles, and the subquest timing. With the final days going on, they had to be careful with some of the more chore-like quests 
and having your map explore or explode with quest marks. Uh, in order to create a good experience, Yoshida played through the quests himself, pruning anything he felt was excessive. He was very particular about the Heidelin encounter and that trust dialogue, writing some of it himself. Well, I think all three of us on this show have mentioned how the pacing, especially, you know, the, the, the questing uh, around times where it felt... Uh, uh, urgent mm-hmm. uh, was really well done. There's yeah. only like a couple spots where it kind of felt like that might have been too fast. Or I, I don't even can't think of anything that felt like it took too long. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think they really really playing through it the first time for the story. Uh, the pacing felt really good. I agree. And the instant spanadles and the subquest timing and stuff. Yeah, that that's really appreciated. I think. Yeah, very much so. Uh, okay. Um, are there plans to make healers... So we now we're getting into some good shit, okay? Right. <laughs> are there plans to make healers more viable? A warrior solo cleared Pandemonium's first circle normal. Yoshida says the first raids tier holds back on the damage output to allow for more people to clear. So Yoshida's standing behind it. He's standing by. It's easy on purpose. You're probably comparing the raid to 5.4. But they want to give people time to clear this clear, clear this tier, <laughs> before increasing the difficulty in the next two tiers. If you want more challenge, try ultimate and suffer. All right. Okay, that's kind of a bullshit answer, though. Uh, I was. Because so many of us, I mean, it's probably just, he's probably just sick of us hearing about this, but there's a lot of us that have. We want something more exciting than. I don't know. We want stuff more close around to like EX. A lot of uh-huh. our EX primals or something. And it's like, it's not just normal raid or fuck you ultimate. I mean, right. Anyway. Yeah. It's not Candyland or, you know, Doom maxed Doom. up or some shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a bullshit answer and it's got a good fat forum post about, you know, Yoshida said, just go do ultimate if you want hard content. And it's like, that's one of them answers like, oh, go play with NP, go pretend your other people are NPCs. It's a bullshit, it's a bullshit answer. But, I don't know, we'll see what happened. Uh, Dark Knight's Living Dead blood weapon are more difficult to use than other tank mechanics. Uh, a whole bunch of jobs, in addition to Dark Knight, will be adjusted in patch 6.1. They're monitoring feedback and aiming to fulfill many of your requests in 6.1. They will definitely be adjusting Living Dead. They've also seen the feedback on White Mage, thank God, and Machinist, (laughs) thank God, struggling, and asked those players to hang on. Dragoons are concerned with jump animations that are too long, and those will be adjusted. Very cool. White Mage, bring back the old thin air, please. I can't. I'm not used to running out of MP. Oh my god, it's terrible. I, I've got thin air on alt nine, and I've got like medica two on nine. It's just been, I hit alt nine nine. That's just all I do. It's it's for raises and for medica two. Mm-hmm. Uh, with sage and reaper added, will we get more glamour plates? There's various issues that they want to address, but they have to do them slowly and systematically. In 6.1, the number of plates will increase. Wonderful. The number of plates isn't final, but it should be sufficient for the time being. More storage for the Glamour Dresser is on deck for the 6.x series. Very cool. 
Will there be more glamour for Imperial soldiers or Charlean Forum members? After the Garlemar chapter in Endwalker, it's possible we can see Garlean-themed gear implemented. I think the easiest fucking race ad they could do is put a dot on people's on <laughs> heads and call them Garleans. I think they could add another race real easy with that or add that in the character creation because mm-hmm. so we can you can play Garlean. I think that'd be cool. Um, in 6.1, there will be an orchestrian, uh, there will be an orchestrian role with the theme that you hear on the radio in Garlemald. That's cool. The version with distortions will be implemented first. What about Charlayan housing? (laughs) (laughs) I was was paying attention to this point and I'm like, Jesus people, I knew the question was going to come, but it's like, (laughs) they can't even keep up with the current housing oh my god he says please just live with ishgard first we can't keep up <laughs> that's your fault yoshida uh will there be emmett selk hades and xenos minions yoshida decides who they put out as minions they hold back on characters whose role in the story is has ended but yes they may consider those characters interesting uh, what's the update on female Rothgar? The art team drew a variety of styles and they've picked two of them. It's going to be some time before they can implement them as a race, but they are making progress. Uh, they still ain't showed us nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshida says it's not like everyone needs to use all races equally. People will decide what characters to use for whatever reason. That give the world flavor and variety. They're not focused on it if it will be used equally, but as long as people have a good time. Okay. Yoshida asked you to remember when they debuted Vieira and Harothgar, and he said, this is the last time we add a new race. Okay. So they go into a little bit more housing plot sales from patch 6.1. I've heard a lot of buzz about this, but they showed us some slides. Uh, It says on the slides, housing plot sales from patch 6.1. Through the purchase system distribution, one of four purchase systems will be applied to each ward. For example, Imperium Ward 6, Miss Subdivision Ward 3, etc. In patch 6.1, all wards will either will use either the individual or the FC lottery system. So again, in 6.1, all wards will either uh, will use either the individual or FC lottery system. Um, continuing on, um, there's going to be four purchase systems, lottery, uh, FC, lottery individual, and then first come, first serve FC, first come, first serve individual. They continue on the slides to say that each player may only enter the lottery for one plot of land during each lottery period. Each member may enter once when purchasing land for a free company. Players must pay the full price of the plot upon entry. Unsuccessful players will be refunded in full. So patch 6.1 will introduce this lottery system for plots. Each player may only enter the lottery for one plot of land during each lottery period. Each member may only enter once when purchasing land for their free company. 14 is a multiplayer game, and if you have a big free company, they want you to have a house, which is why they have a bit of an advantage in the system. If you enter all, uh, if you all enter for the same plot, you'll have an advantage. But if you split up and try to get many different plots, you have less of a chance of getting one. In order to apply for this lottery system, an FC member must be given permission. Adding random people might be risky because you're exposing your FC up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, players must pay the full price of a plot upon entry. Unsuccessful players will be refunded in full. 6.1, they mention again the four ways, which is lottery FC, lottery individual, first come, first serve FC, first come, first serve individual. One of the four purchase systems will be applied to each ward. 
They are able to change these every patch. You will be able to confirm which wards are subject to which systems in-game. In 6.1, all wards will either use the individual or FC lottery system. They will consider making a few wards first come, first serve if there is a strong demand. So 6.1, it's all lottery. There's individual lotteries. There's FC lotteries. I'm hearing a lot of upset people about this because they want the first come, first serve. They want mm-hmm. the chance to fight against six to eight bots, 20 bots that are clicking on a, pa- a placard mm-hmm. versus the 10,000 plus people who are going to be trying to get this one house. I do agree with like the FC being able to get a chance, but a lot of people don't like that either because they're like, oh, these FCs are they've already bought up all the wards and they get chances to get a thousand. Da, 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 da. What are you gonna do? They fucked up this housing system from day this, one. This, uh, what the are they gonna system do? Was, the, the system was fucked from day one, right? That they just they just keep band-aiding it and band-aiding it, and I mean, this. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people are still cheering. saying, well, as soon as they add island sanctuaries, no one will care. And I'm like, we still don't know that. We, are yeah. you going to have a mansion on your island sanctuary? Can you freely share it with your friends? I mean, we don't know. Mm. But maybe it could. Who knows? If it's all instanced, maybe they could. Maybe. I don't know. The uh, I, I kind of wish that they would give them up. A- give them uh give us a hybrid of this first come first serve at least a portion of the wards or the first something you know to to play this out but mm. we also don't have any practice with the lottery system on its own this is the first rollout of the lottery system right. so you almost need a you need a clinical a non-variable it's got to be the you know the standard all lottery to see what really how, happens how here. how it plays out yeah yeah Mm. Oh, housing. Yeah, I I might be lottering for a house. We'll see what happens. Yeah, what well, comes good up luck. that I want, you know. <laughs> you know, that and and they don't talk about it on here, but I think it's been mentioned before like they're shutting off the moving of your plot, something like that. Yep. So, you know, I like my little house plot, my little every 45 days I got to log in and check my little <laughs> house on the beach or whatever, and our our free company house I think is great, although at this point, you know, if we really wanted to go in on a Ishgardian house, we could – all the members could could vote yeah. on a house. You know, we could have a one-day, hey, come, come vote, come do your thing and get in on this lottery and see if we can move to Ishgard. So that's why I like it. I'm in a big FC, so it might be bad advantageous mm. to me. But uh, I get I get the vibe. I get the feeling from other people, and I hope that they listen to that feedback. And in six point two or one five or whenever they decide to roll out more wards and build more servers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that they they consider more of the first come first serve. Then we had a bunch of announcements. Oh, yeah, some, some of the stuff we've already talked about. Free trial is resuming. Um, that's back as of February twenty second, so that's already back. Um, we've got the live letter. We already mentioned that, but that's this Friday, March fourth. Um, 3 a.m. PST, so early, and don't expect English. I think. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, the, the slides. The slides. The slides will be. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're selling the soundtrack. We mentioned that earlier. There is a print collection. Some beautiful prints. Um, prep. They're prepping for release overseas. Uh, enjoy your favorite Final Fantasy illustrations in all their glory with these high quality framed prints. I've not looked They're at nice. print yeah. collection three, so 
yeah, some beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Um, they're selling more more stuff at the uh, Square Enix Cafe Tokyo. There's a collaboration happening. Um, and they got some cutie stuff in there, but I can't get to it because I don't live in Tokyo. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the uh, fat cat uh, hoodie is adorable. Mm-hmm. But oh. as my sister and I were mentioning, they probably don't come in my size anyway. <laughs> oh, I probably won't fit in these either. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, oh, let's yeah. see here. Uh, and then they're hiring <laughs> for a game designer and graphics engineer. They're hiring. So if you think you can make this game better forum random forum poster <laughs> go apply hope you speak japanese that's what they need um the free trial will resume on february 22nd next live letter we mentioned on march 4th and the soundtrack's out and it comes with uh a wind-up vitra minion so that's that i think that's worth it that's good stuff there's also a chip tune on there the end walker theme is chip tune mm-hmm. on that one it's kind of cute uh that's it folks that's all she wrote that was a lot that was a whole hell yes. of a lot. I was, I, again, I was pleasantly surprised by the entire thing. The Q&A was good, even though we probably butchered it here reading it. Um, I thought the Q&A was good. I think I think they could have picked some lame questions and they went with the deep stuff and they went they went for the heart with the lore. Because I think it was, I think Yoshida's intention was to really hammer in the lore. He really wanted to tell a full story. It's one of the best Final Fantasy story. If you go from 1.0 to 6.0, it's one of the best Final, it rivals 6 and 4 and some of the best mm-hmm. Final Fantasy stories that were ever written. Um, so I think that they've done a phenomenal job at that. I think that's why the trust systems are being changed. I think that's why the graphical update is there. Yoshida is using 6.0 to hammer in his legacy and hammer in this game's legacy. And really put us in a good position for the next 10 years. I was thoroughly impressed with everything I saw in the live letter. Yeah, I I just I, – I love the fact also that that just kind of – and it's already been kibosh. But it, so many people keep thinking, you know, I, I still see it come up once in a while. Is it too late to start this game? And it's like, no, we have mm-hmm. a 10-year roadmap. I mean, the game's not going anywhere. It sounds like they're hiring. We should be getting – uh, yes, the uh, the um, the patch cycle's changing, but it doesn't sound like it's. I mean, it's changing, but I don't think it's bad. I think mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, it, they're just stretching it out a little bit, and it sounds like we're maybe getting new types of content in here. I mm-hmm. mean, that's awesome. It's amazing. You know, if stretching it out means we get new content, we've we've played this dance before, Delta, where we're like, well, if they do this, maybe they're bringing us this and all that. But they've actually laid it out in a roadmap this time. You know, mm-hmm. we're not kind of hoping that something. You know, they're not adding deep dungeon this time. Let's hope that there's something else that they're doing. No, no, no. I mean, they they are adding deep dungeon, uh, but the, they're they're doing things and they're telling us what they're going to do with it. And it doesn't seem like they're pulling away this time. I mean, Ultimate was listed in there. Blue Mage yep. was listed in there. Yeah. You know, yeah, they didn't say we're adding another limited job. I think people would burn the house down if they had any. <laughs> honestly, I want them to add Beastmaster. I'm, I'm honestly ready I for Beastmaster would... myself. And I hope we get like a nice 6.4 surprise or something and they yeah. give us something like that. I, You know, give us a limited job near the end of a patch or an expansion cycle or something. Work on that guy in the interim and, mm-hmm. and throw us something. I'd love to see a combined. Coliseum. But that being said, I, I I think there's a lot more that can be done. They're prepping for it. They're excited about it. I'm excited for the future of this game. I would say don't wait. This is the time to get in so you can clear up 
the original story and, and kind of get in mm-hmm. on the ground floor of whatever's coming next. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you're, if you're feel way behind, I mean, yeah, you're behind, but you know what? It's, it's a pretty easy game to get caught up in. My sister didn't play for six years and she's all caught up. Oh yeah. All right. Then I think we're done. That's about, oh no, let's wait. Wait one sec. Got ahead of myself. We do have uh, uh, some happy hour. I think we'll cover quick. Yeah. Uh, we received an email. This is from uh, Silver Wolf. Uh, hello, Yalta. I'm new hearing your podcast gathered together. I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV. And the thing I hate about it is if you level up some, it skips some of the main scenario quests and you can't get them no more. Is there a way to fix that? Did you have the same problem? I looked everywhere on the net and nothing. Please help. Thanks, Silver Wolf. You know what? I've never heard of this before. I've leveled a lot of characters. Uh, I've leveled two all the way through the end of Shadowbringers. I've never had a main scenario quest that I couldn't get. Now, Ruby and I were talking about this beforehand. I'm assuming you're not using a jump potion or anything like, or the, or the book or anything. You're just, you, you just started playing on a new character. I'd be real interested to hear more close, more specifically what main scenario quest disappeared on you. Cause I've been over leveled for them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been level 40. No, let me see. I think my, one of my characters is like level 38 and I'm still doing like level 20 quests oh, or wow. something. Yeah. You get a lot of experience. So if you do anything else, you're way over leveled. So, yeah. And on one of my characters, I leveled a second job and I just kept alternating between those jobs doing main scenario so that they because I, I felt like i was wasting xp oh yes yeah. yeah no that's, yeah, a, no. that's a smart thing to do i was thinking the same thing this has to be an over level situation where like i can imagine that if you're over leveled and you're in the open world and you hit one of those purple like stand here and then something spawns that's got to feel like a joke you know like you might think like man i am just oh wait just, till you get sh- Go ahead. You unlock your chocobo and get the fighting right away, and you're like doing level 18 quests on the field, and your chocobo is healing you, and you're just one shotting stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, to yeah. me, that would feel like, man, I'm just burning through this like a hot yeah. knife through butter. This is skipping through some of this stuff. Maybe it's a scenario like that. It should, leveling up should not skip the actual requirements for a quest, nor should it lock you out of anything. Now, there are scenarios. <clears throat> When you're doing your class quests, I think, depending on the job, that they they level wonky now when they take you to those some of those instanced uh, battles, and they're like, "Hey, use your topaz carbuncle to sh- to tank this target," and you're like, "These things don't tank anymore," you know that kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, I, I'm right, sure they patched like and fixed some of that to some degree, but I've you know I've heard those horror stories. Like I had to kite. You know, or whatever, or maybe there's like a, an ability that hadn't been picked up yet, or something like that. So, I don't know what type of situation. I'm with Yelta on this. I think uh, yeah, maybe some more details. No, I have lost the thread on my quest before, where I have turned one in and completed it, and then uh, this happens a lot in the Realm Reborn areas more than later, where I'll talk to the NPC, it'll finish up, and I no mark spawns above their head to continue uh-huh. on. Yeah for many many seconds so i've like turned around i'm like oh i must be done talking to him i'll go back to quarry mill you go back to quarry mill and there's still no quest guy 
Um, there is a item on the UI that'll tell you where your next should it. lead you yeah. to your next main scenario quest. And then a sub part of that UI, uh, will, will say your, when your class quests are ready, it'll, if you switch to a job that has a class quest that's ready to go, it'll actually give you, and you can click on those and it'll tell you, uh, or, or if you've lost the thread completely, you can go into your journal and you can find the completed quest section mm-hmm. and go down and find the latest, you know, go, go read the entries for the the last couple quests that you did. And maybe you can pick up that thread. I'm willing, you, you could have a bug. It's entirely possible or you used a jump potion or something, but just normally leveling and playing the game, you should not skip, be skipping any main scenario quests. Right. There should be one sitting out there somewhere with that icon for you. And you, it just might take you some, you know, you might just have to go and see what your most recently completed main scenario quest is. You might have to Google real quick the name of it and see where the next next uh, quest giver. I don't know. Do you have any other ideas? No, I think that's the best idea possible. Use that UI widget. See if it tells you the name of the next quest. To look that up if you need to. Look up the previous quest online. If you don't want to look up an online guide, I, I would do or exactly what Yelta said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, but I, I'd like to, I'd be interested if this doesn't help, um, get back to us and maybe we can help you out. I don't mind. Or ask the novice network. If you're newer, maybe you can get in the novice network or if you've gotten any, it's, it's kind of hard. I always figure everybody, by the time you're into the game a bit, you should be in a few free company or maybe in a free company, a couple of link shells, mm-hmm. a novice network. But that's kind of that's one of the downsides of having a game where you can pretty much solo everything. Is I I could play the entire way through and I have not added anybody to my friend list even. So if you if you have someone in game to ask, but uh, if you if you need someone out of game to ask, go ahead and respond back to us and we'll see if we can f- help you out. All right, and then we had I think we had an email from Brock saying it was good to hear Carrie's back. Uh, uh, we have a last call. Uh, Spoonie says, yay, glad to hear you're back on the podcast. That was from K- towards Carrie. Yeah, she seems to be w- happily well-received <laughs> that, that she has returned. I, I like having her third voice. I miss her tonight. I think we're all kind of caught up at the same spot. So I'm, I think the next challenge is all three of us need to do some content so we can bitch about something on the next <laughs> episode. So we can talk about, yeah. oh my God, we were in that content and this, that, the other. I, I think people are missing hearing us bitch about uh, doing content together. Well, you, when was the, I cannot honestly remember the last time I ran anything with you. Yeah, blame Vampire Survivors I, for that. No, I, it was way before that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I see you on sometimes. We just don't always team up. But I, the, I've been kind of soloish on this game, which is another reason why yeah. I can't really, I can't really well, there's a lot fight of things, the whole solo bit because it's kind of designed that way. You can so. do solo in this game, and that's, yeah. I mean, that again, it's the beauty and the curse about it is, you know, <laughs> I'm want, I'm wanting to level a job, and I can, I don't have to talk to anybody. I just go do like three fairy quests. I'll go into Bosja. I'm meeting people, I'm talking to people in that. Put a little smiley face in the in the, in the FC chat or whatever. But you know, unless <laughs> yeah. nothing else is going on, I get zoned into whatever the thing that I'm doing and. Yeah, it's just it's easy to not do that. So, but I I I think we uh you know now that Carrie's up to speed, we go run some uh, EXs or something and yeah. uh, you know talk about uh, what what we did in that front. I'd I'd love to do it. Yeah, it it is usually good uh good 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 uh no shit there. I was kind of fodder, you know. 
She, she and she's ready. She's she's geared up now. I she wasn't she was thinking about Savage, and I'm like, let's go do some EXs. Let's do some of the content in the order it was kind of released. Oh, I ain't got no mounts yet from those deals. It's I, let's I, go. I have I have the light mount already. Yeah, well, I, you don't I, have I like, the other I one. I like cleared it once, and I got the mount. You I'm the still missing one. old ones. We have yeah. to go get the other. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be fun to go into because we'll just destroy that shit. Just destroy the right. old stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. All right, then I guess it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us at Twitter, on Twitter, at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you listen to us, give us a rating, please. Uh, personal plug, Ruby. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yeltasumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>